podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You asked for a Friday show, and we're here with a Friday show. TBV. Friday show. TBVX, anything boxing related on Fridays. It's Patreon only show, but we're here live on YouTube. What that means is. If you're a Patreon on that $15 level, you got to ask a question and we will answer it as long as it is boxing related. So we have a jam-packed list of questions already. And we got in New Jersey, Enrique Church, a.k.a. The Casual Fan, in Corpus Christi, Texas, Mario Monguilla. What up, gentlemen? What up? What up, what up? Yo, so today in New Jersey, the weather actually kind of broke where I was like made a decision to put on pants. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And none of my pants fit me, bro. Oh, you fat? Or you saying you got skinny? I think I got too muscular, man. Oh. Mm. Been working out. I hate when that happens. I've been doing a lot of legs and shit, you know? Mm. Or so. That's a conversation for Mario. Well, you know, I actually started a new thing. I read this uh, article from, uh, I don't remember his name, but he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Essentially, he's like the godfather of kettlebell workouts or something like that. Right. And what I've learned, they did, a, they did this big study. And what they found is for explosiveness and the kind of athleticism that professional athletes use, it's better to do 20 seconds of high intensity for longer periods of time than it is to do a grueling like five minute 10 minute circuit like for 20 minutes like let's say you do like a like a a five minute circuit right right and let's say you do uh four rounds that's 20 minutes you're gonna be exhausted right what's better for you is to do, let's say, 30 minutes or even an hour of 10 seconds to 20 seconds of explosiveness with fully healing your body. So let's say you go 20 seconds just throwing as hard as you can at a bag. 20 seconds. Ba, 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 ba. 20 seconds, right? right. You stop and you wait For until what? you're fully ready to go again and you could go as hard as you can. You want to do the same thing, if not more intense, every time out. 
But all right, that was another episode of the workout voice. We're tired. Well, I, I'm just helping if if wait 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 because you lost me. You lost me because I. You know what I'm saying? Border yo, wars. Mario, because right now, like, I'm fully invested in my pants that I bought. Like these pants, my favorite jeans. <laughs> They not or what? fit me. Yeah, they're expensive. Damn, I hate so, when that shit happens. So I'm like, I'm like, damn, do I hit the treadmill and stop working out like I was doing this whole COVID shit? Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, circuit training, uh, cardio training, that's good for losing weight and 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 the inches. And but maybe, what I'm trying oh, to do with like, I'm yeah. So what I'm talking inches. about is, yeah, that's I gotta go to hit. So I gotta that. switch to hit. You gotta hit. Yeah, go hit. Go and hit. But, but then what attempt was? You got my attention with the whole like, yo, yo you're better off. That's more like athletic. That's more like boxing. Related. Like I'm trying to. My bad. Oh, there it is. Border wars. We boxing. Yo, you guys are crazy, man. Yo, I'm getting ready for a fight. That's boxing. Berserkos over here. Doggy. We going. Let's get out to that <laughs> first question, man. What's that first question looking like? Let me see. What's that question? Like? It is from Lewis. From Lewis. Wait. Shout out to Lewis in Boston. Where did you put them? The link is in the pre-pro, bro. Oh, I thought you put it on the video. So you asked this earlier? Yeah, man. You guys just don't pay attention. There you go. You Sorry, brother. I didn't know you did that. Liar. Uppercut. All right, here we go. Pre-pro from Lewis, and he asks... Oh, the first one I have from Lewis says, I'm Boricua, no doubt, but that has nothing to do. Are you guys okay with what happened in the Herring versus Okendo fight? All the call they made and how it finished. Um, With the Herring versus Okendo... um, yeah, that's a very controversial topic. Ness, what do you think? What did happen there? You know, I, I, you know I didn't watch that. I fell asleep. Well, but, but, okay, so here, here's the thing. Do you, do you, but you know what happened, though. No, what happened? That's what I'm asking. A so, headbutt, a headbutt, right? A cut, and then Heron decided to go to the cards. Yes, uh, Herring said he was having vision issues, yeah. uh, which was caused by an intentional foul, mm-hmm. and he was retained with he retained with a disqualification. Yeah, correct. You know just that like, just like Mikey versus Salido. Um. Yeah, Mikey versus Salido. Salido, yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly like Mikey versus Orlando Salido. Exactly like that. God, why don't I remember what happened in that fight? Salido was bringing the heat to him in the later rounds after being put down maybe three or four times. And then Mikey suffered a broken nose from a headbutt. They went to the cards. And people called them all types of names. Same thing. Same thing. That's why Heron came out on his social media and was like, bro, I don't got to go through this. You know, his wife, you know, because... They're receiving hatred like like he's faking that his vision wasn't right. Yeah, listen, here's the thing for me, okay? They were they ruled it an intentional headbutt, which made a disqualification. Had they not ruled it a, a, a headbutt and there would have been an accidental clash, they would have gone to the scorecards. 
which Herring would have won anyway, right? So for me, I feel like the question, the controversy came down to people questioning Aaron's heart, Aaron's heart. I think it would became a question of people wanting him to rise. Same thing they did with Mikey. Okay, so so the thing for me is this. I give Harry the benefit of the doubt for many you know who reasons. Else? This, you know who, who else got hatred for uh, accidental uh, illegal foul? Andre Durrell. They said he faked it. When, Word. When Arthur Abraham hit him when, when Durrell went down. Remember? They said mm-hmm. he faked it. You know? Yeah. Listen, I think that the big thing in this fight was that the time it took for for McIntyre and Herring to figure out what they were going to do, it was like controversial in the sense that they were almost like trying to inquire whether they were going to win the fight. So it it made people feel like, wait a minute, he could continue, but he knows he's going to win the fight, so he's going to go ahead and take it. And my whole thing is this. Herring... And look, he he's a friend of the show. I really like him, so maybe people are going to say that I'm being biased. But Herring has done enough to show his heart. He has shown his heart. He has shown what kind of fighter that. he is. And he's a fighter through and through. Why is he going to risk more injury that could cause permanent damage when he has bigger things lined up? And I know that that might not sound like the answer that you know real fans want, but the point of this is that Guys don't always get their shots in an even manner. Some people get the royal treatment. Some people don't. And we have to look at Harry and know that he's ne- he's he has never gotten that kind of treatment, which he deserved, and he's never gotten it. Yeah, he has a loss. You know, yeah, he's he suffered adversity. But this is a guy who has talent. This is a guy who who's done the right things through his career. And and you know the fact that he's a marine, he's defending our country. Like I think he deserved the benefit of the doubt, and I think that he's again shown his heart. So uh, for me, while it is controversial, and I understand that, and and I'm not I'm not debating whether people should or shouldn't have problems. All I'm saying is that I feel like we should move forward. Listen, Herring was on these airwaves saying that you know the glitz and the glamour of fighting and, and fighting that kind of style. It, it doesn't pay off at the end. You're by yourself when you're getting taped up and stitched up and all that, right? You're by yourself. There's no more fans there. There's no more people. Everybody leaves pretty quick, okay? He was on our airway saying that. So, you know, I think ultimately um, we're going to get the best out of Harry in his next fight, and that's all we can really ask for. I mean, this guy was contemplating quitting, Ness. He was contemplating leaving the sport but that's what because of the hate. Exactly. That's what happens. And it, it, that's just, listen, there's nothing that could happen in a boxing ring that makes that okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, or within the realm of the sport, obviously. I mean, if somebody goes, you know, Mike Tyson on somebody's ear, that's something a little different. But um, th- that should never be where it gets <laughs> taken. Hey, Enrique. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, I didn't see the fight, but uh, as I'm hearing that um, he stopped the fight and said he couldn't see, and you got to sometimes believe the fighter. You know what I mean? You just can't go with, like, man, because for your entertainment, you know, just look at it as, like, yo, that's how, fair and square, kind of like when when Victor Ortiz had butted Floyd, and Floyd hit him, and the rule protect yourself at all time happened. You can't go hating on Floyd, you know? You can't go hating on 
on on the fighter for saying, "Yo, go to the scorecard, man. I'm bleeding." Now was that headbutt um, intentional with the blood, right? That he say impaired his vision. Mm. Did they call it an intentional? Did they take a point away, or it was like, "All right, go ahead." No, fight. they called it an intentional, and that led to a DQ. Oh, I thought they went to the scorecard. No, no, no. That's what would have happened if it was accidental. They would have gone to the scorecard. And Harry would have won anyway. So, so the decision really didn't matter at the end. Yo, that's y'all limit, dog. Y'all wilding out for respect. Dave Maldonado's next. David Maldonado's next. Oh, my bad. I was on. I was trying to check it on my computer. I'm on my phone. Uh, Dave Maldonado says, being that you guys are not into history lessons but are open to documentaries, me being a boxing encyclopedia, I'm more than glad to DM you guys documentaries to check out every once in a while to put y'all on some boxing history. Ness sold me on the TBE documentary. I watched it, and it was amazing. My question is, would you guys consider having a show topic based on a specific boxing documentary every now and then instead of always doing a film? Film study Tuesday. Uh, I'm listen. totally down. We could finish doing the, the the Floyd. I never got to finish it. I only got 35 minutes in. I said it when I told y'all about it that I would love to do um, film study Tuesdays on these documentaries because I just ain't got the time to just watch it just cause. But that one was so worth it. I'm willing to go back do it with y'all. And then he said he sent us one on Hagler. I'm willing. I like that because sometimes to me, Film Study Tuesday gets a little stale, man. It gets a little stale to me. Yeah, no, I agree. Here's the only problem with the documentaries. It's like if 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 they can't watch along with us, like we're all watching together, it would be really difficult, you know, unless we're doing like, a, oh, we all are going to watch this documentary and report back next week. That's the only problem. But I love, listen, I watch documentaries all the time. Boxing documentaries I love. So I, I have no issue with that at all. But how do we do it is the question. But, um, Kaz, you, uh, any boxing documentaries that you like that you would want to do? Nah, not offhand. I, I, I do remember uh, I, the, the, the TVE going across my timeline, and I didn't see it because I was like, oh, it's on YouTube. I'll watch it in the future. But nah, I haven't. You ever watched the HBO one, Assault in the Ring? Yeah, that's kind of old, right? It is old, but I love it. That's one of my... I, I, immediately, I thought of that one. I would want to do that one. But you've seen that one, right? I've seen it. That's the one where I don't remember the fighter's name, but uh, he intentionally rapped and killed someone. Yes. Well, uh, he didn't. He didn't die in the ring. Uh, he died years later. Uh, oh man, what was his name? Shoot, uh, chat. Somebody help me with the fighter. That it was Billy Collins. That's who it was. Billy Collins. Uh, it was him and Louis Resto that fought. Louis Resto's hands were. Um, you know, he had something in the in the glove, or I'm sorry, his hand wraps or something. I don't remember exactly what it has been forever since I seen it, but uh, yeah, Panama Lewis, um, you know, was the trainer, and yeah, man, it's a really good documentary. It's sad, but uh, it would definitely be one I'd want to watch with everybody. So, um, Ruin the uh, 504 is next. Yeah, Ruin the 504 says. Is November replacing September as the best month for boxing? 
I, I, I don't know what he means by that. I pulled up the November schedule. Mm, I don't see anything big other than the Earl fight. Uh, you got the... Okay, I get it. Earl fight, Pavekin fight. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Bud fight. Maybe, yeah. Plus, you got um, you got Premier Boxing Champion dates scheduled for November 4th, Los Angeles. Um, then you got Masaito Itu. Excuse me. Itu. Ito, 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 the one that Herring won the title from. Uh, mm-hmm. He's scheduled in Tokyo on the 5th. Then back to Fox, Premier Backs and Champions, in uh, the 7th. Also, the following week, back in Los Angeles bubble, Premier Boxing and Champions. Then the pay-per-view, Premier Boxing and Champions. Plus, that same date, the Pavekin pay-per-view. Well, I think the point he's making is that September is, you know, the 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 September's Mexico Independence, and we always would get big fights. You know, uh, uh, Canelo Lopez was then, and it was on the same day as Chavez Martinez, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, September's always had like a big Mexican uh, Independence Day type of fight. Uh, the thing is, is last year it was uh, Fury Ottawaan. You know what I mean. And so it didn't feel as big. This September has really good fights. It's just not huge fights. Like the big pay per view card is nice, stacked from top to bottom. But there's no real like huge marquee matchup like a Canelo or AJ Wilder, anything like that. Um, that said, I agree with them in the sense because uh, my brother's birthday is in November, November eighth. Like, literally the last 15 years, he has had a pretty big fight on or around his birthday week. November's always had, like, pretty decent fights. Like, Bernard Hopkins, I remember, had a pretty big fight. I can't remember against who, though. Uh, He's had a couple of them. But, yeah, um, he could be right. All right. We got James Valdez says, Ness, you recently mentioned that you... Thoroughly enjoyed Teddy Atlas commentating when he was on ESPN. For some reason, I never enjoyed his commentary. Maybe because he's so damn ugly. Two, look at his humor. Never resonated with me. Anyways, can you share further why he appealed to... I mean, uh, it's really his uh, theatrics. I love them. I love his theatrics and, and his metaphors. Like I said, water in the basement... All types of stuff he used to try to come up with. He he, he 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 made himself stick out. I enjoyed him, but I enjoyed him more during the live fight when something yeah. would happen. He would be 1,000% honest. I remember Rancy's Bartholomew mm-hmm. uh, maybe robbed somebody. I think he robbed like a, a, a Eastern European dude, um, and he went hate ape shit on that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I think, I, I think Atlas is good for TV, man. I, I love Atlas. He's the one. We are five minutes. We go to the yeah. smoke. He did Timothy Bradley. And like you said, he's honest. Man. He's a veteran, man. And, you know, he got the tight Mike tight. He stepped to Mike Tyson at his prime. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I always enjoyed Teddy Atlas, you know. he's a You know, I, I guess I'll be the different one on here. I, I didn't always enjoy Teddy Atlas. I think that he's super smart, obviously, and very insightful. I feel like, though, when... My opinion doesn't line up with his. He does everything to push like that narrative. And I don't think it's for any other reason than he truly believes in what he's saying. So I have no problem with that. But ultimately, I don't know. The theatrics are a little over the top sometimes. I don't know. I just never really enjoyed him 
as much as that, but I do love his podcast. Yes, Teddy B, Midwest oh, Sports Talk says... I got you. God does... Demand. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you wanted me to get right, it. Ahead, you want me to get it? it. Yeah, yeah it. Teddy B uh, says, does Jermel Charlo enter the top 10 pound for pound with a win over Rosario? Love the idea, by the way, fellas. Um, Does he enter the top 10 pound for... You know, I'm going to just say yes because I don't deal in pound for pound. So you're just going to say yes because you don't deal with it. Wait, what would you say, Ness? You, want to see, you wanted to know what my tip pound for pound list was? I want to know, does Jamel Charlo enter your pound for pound if he beats Rosario? Yes. Okay, so you want me to give you my pound for pound. Okay, so currently, and I did this the other day, I have Loma, Canelo, Anoe, Crawford, Usyk, Fury, Spence, Pacquiao, Estrada, and Josh Taylor as my top ten. Others receiving notes, uh, Rungsvai, however you say that, Golovkin, Burchett, Garcia, Mikey Garcia, I mean. Um, so does he enter it? Yeah, I think he very well could push um, Josh Taylor out. Um, but I don't know. To me, it's like he could push Josh Taylor out, but a Josh Taylor win uh, over um, Ramirez shoots him up further in that list, and I'd have to knock somebody else out. But, yeah, I have no problem with uh, Mel entering the pound for pound if he wins. Uh, next one coming from, is it Steve? Yeah, damn, I forgot to put hearts. That was such a good idea, Ness. Um, let me start that. Okay, Steve. Steve from Chicago says, do you feel as though Eddie slash Matchroom USA have let down their American audience? Where is Jacobs, Farmer, Haney, Andrade, etc.? Haney, I'll say Haney, it for him. Haney got a November 7th date. Jacobs is should be fighting uh, Ryder, according to uh, the reports. Well, yeah, that's not... Andre is still waiting though. out. Yeah, Andre is still waiting I, out. Haney, obviously, you, we know what's been going on there. But I'm definitely with him. Um, they let down their American audience. Yeah, we had that discussion earlier this morning, and... Uh, yeah, it's definitely lacking. Mm-hmm. What about you, Enrique? You think that DAZN America America has been lacking? Um, I mean, the the reason is COVID, right? So boxing sure. has been lacking everything. I, I'm disconnected from boxing right now. Uh, you know, I remember you said that? Except from the you know the tweets from names that I enjoy. You know, hence why I went to the Gary Russell uh, podcast we had with Devin Haney. You know what I'm saying? It was entertainment for me. Like, that's become my entertainment, following them online and and, and hearing the beef and pretty much handed reports. But no fights, no DAZN. Like, I've been paying for DAZN this whole entire year. As have I. And and received nada. Me too, bro. Getting getting straight. They they robbing us, man. They robbing us. Uh Next one coming from Dodge Hyatt says, "New Patreon, I just, shout out to him. New Patreon, I just joined Patreon yesterday. Glad to be a part of the family, and we're glad to have you, man. My question is, who is your guys' current favorite trainer mm. in boxing, and why? Shout out to TB. Wow, wow, so many. So That's many, a tough question. Yeah, it bro. is because, like, what's the criteria?" Well, I think he's just saying your favorite, so whatever your criteria would be. Fuck, man. I got so many. I know. I lo- so do I. I, lo- I love what so many people are doing. Like, you know, um, 
Ron- I think Ronnie Shields is probably at the top of my list Ronnie, right now. Ronnie, Robert, freaking uh, terrific, uh, Bo Matt. It's just so many. It's so many. Virgil. Yo, Virgil. Yo. I'm going to Vir- put it like this. I'm going to answer this question the best way I could by giving top three and two honorable mentions. I'll say... Robert Garcia. I'll say I'm gonna I'm gonna not put Derek James in there, even though he has two champions, simply because he doesn't have as many fighters as the people that I'm putting in there. So Bo Mack and then you know, I'm putting terrific in there, man. He got a lot of up and comers. They gonna get their shot eventually, and we gonna see greatness coming from that gym. But um, honorable mentions, then you know, you can go with a Derek James, who obviously got two champions, so that qualifies him to be at the top of that list. But Freddie Roach, um, and that's it. Just two honorable mentions. You, you name it. You naming all of them. No, I'm just playing. Uh, listen, I think five. I gotta give it to Shields. Right now, uh, with a very close second, Robert Garcia. And and honestly, they could be interchangeable in my opinion, but the honorable mention I'm going to give is Sugar Hill. I know that some people might uh, make a suggestion in terms of longevity, in terms of like big-name fighters, but that's never been something that I've really ever focused on. I would rather see somebody give their all and do something great with one fighter than to have a mixed bag effort with a bunch of fighters. You know what I mean? In varying weight classes and amateur and pro statuses. So, um, but, but Sugar Hill definitely gets a, an honorable mention. I think that he's got a very long career ahead of him. Um, Enrique, who, 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 who's at the top of your list right now? Yo, uh, Robert Guerrero. I mean, Robert Guerrero. Robert Garcia stays on my radar. Um, okay. You know, he's back-to-back. Every time you watch boxing, he's there in the corner. He's, he's honest to his fighters. He loves his fighters. He, he got a family, well-tight-knitted gym. Um, Freddie Roach, just, I mean, I, I'm not going to put Freddie Roach in there. I'm going to definitely say who else I like. I like Angel Garcia, man. You know? I can, That's a good one. I relate to him. That's um, a good one. He's only his one fighter, his 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 son, you know. But he's done so much with him. He's done so much with him, so I, I definitely pick Angel Garcia. And then I'm going to go Renoso, Renoso, right? Renoso? That's Chap- a good one. Chapo. Wow, surprise. Chepo. Yes, go that way. You know, going with Chepo and them. They honest. They stick with their guns, and they... They don't play when it, you could joke about Canelo and they not on your team if you do. So very I, well said. Much respect them. Yo, that, that's that's actually good. I forgot about Reynoso and how big that camp yeah, is so. over there. But that's I, know, a good I was surprised one. you didn't say him. Uh, next up, so we got Sam, Sam in the, in the UK. UK. He says, "What's really holding up the Haney versus Russell fight?" No clue. Devin Haney's uh, father, Bill, is live right now on. Uh, 7A Sports, so I don't know, man. Hopefully they get it done, but it seems like everything is leaning towards Gamboa these days. Let me uh, let me take a crack at it. I think that, and, and, and this is just speculation, right? I think that when you look at a Gary Russell, he looks at a Devin Haney and he says, okay, you're the A side in this fight. I got to give it to you, right? You're bringing the title. You're bringing everything. I'm taking a shot at you. 
But then with a rematch clause, Gary Russell wants more because he feels like he is the like non-de facto A-side in the sense that he's been at the top longer. He's been in our minds and at the top of boxing for so long that the name resonates like an A-side. So in his mind, he's thinking, why should I submit to everything that is Devin Haney when I bring just as much, if not more, in terms of commercial appeal? Now, I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying that's what Garrett Russell's thinking. Um, and so I think that that's probably a big issue with this. Is It's not just some challenger it's Gary Russell Jr. You know what I'm saying? So he wants his respect. He wants his just due. He wants what you know he feels like he deserves. So, um, you know, that's that's a tough thing to get past. Uh, let's see. Next one coming from Josue Boxeo. He says, "What are your thoughts on what Dana White said about the state of boxing?" Man, I hate to be all cutting you short, but no one cares what Dana White says. When I see Zufa put on a fucking card, then I'll worry about his thoughts on boxing. <laughs> but Zufa is nothing until he does something with it other than, you know, straight up steal jack headlines based off the names of boxers. Like, Word. Dana's straight nothing. Enrique, you you got anything to add? Because I, I just second what Ness says. I guess not. No? Oh, he's on mute. Oh, I was saying I really don't care when Dana speaks. I'm not a, I'm a main uh, follower, you know? I only, I only see him get notary on the boxing side when he's next to Floyd, you know? And that's about it. So, nah. I don't. Yeah, I second both of y'all's... Uh, thoughts uh next one coming from brandon maurice he says give me your four man dream team boxing panel mines would be paulie malignaggi emmanuel stewart teddy atlas jim lampley mm. um this one's easy for me i'll go jim lampley mauro ranallo max kellerman and like could it be all time because if so i want george foreman back george but foreman. Oh, no. You know what? Let's say if it's like it could be imaginary. Emmanuel Stewart, bro, in my opinion, one of the greatest of all time behind the mic. Loved him, bro. The moments like he was so authentic. Y'all remember when Victor Ortiz Berto happened and he let out this like crazy yelp? It was like a oh, like he was just truly into the fights and he was reactionary. And I just loved it. I I, I felt like he was a real fan watching. What what was the yelp? How this? It was like a oh, like as soon <laughs> as it went down, bro. It was go back and watch it. It's hilarious. That's but a great I respect it so much. That's you remember like, it? No, but you did that. Well. Oh, just me. Oh man, that's <laughs> all right. Well, I hope nobody clips that. And I just said that, so somebody's gonna clip it. Uh, what do y'all think? Four man panel. Um, um, you first. I'll, I'll definitely pick Paulie, um, Larry Merchant, and um, then you just named him. I'm spacing on his name. Jim Lampley, Jim Lampley, Larry Merchant. I said, man, uh, Paulie Malignaggi, uh, Emmanuel Stewart. Yes, and I like Roy Jones. I like Roy Jones too. I was gonna say him. And then I was like, you know what, George? What do you think, Ness? I like Antonio Tava. Okay. Um, Bit of a wild card. 
I'll take. I'll, I like. I want Larry back. Bring me Larry back. And uh, who else? Who else? Um. So I need the fighter. Got Larry, and I got Tony. On. I mean. I don't mind Jim, man. Is that I, I'm old. I grew up on HBO. So, you know, like, I, I'm all right with Jim Lampley coming back and Larry and spice it up with some Antonio Tarver. You know, that's good. You need a four man? Damn, my guy. You, you said four, right. but I think uh, you're good right four, there. Four, four, four. I don't mind Ward. I think Ward has been doing Oh, that's a good one. I forgot about Ward. Damn, Ward's a good one. I like Ward. You know what? I'll take out... Oh, man. Either Jim or Max I'll take out, and I'll replace him with Ward. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about Max Kellerman. He's good, too. I like Max. I really do. The, the problem um, with Max, it sounds like... I mean, he breaks down fights really well on ESPN. Um, but the thing, when he was on HBO, and I didn't pick this up until him and Jim Lampley, they... I mean, I guess they were forced to do it, but they were only big up. The Told HBO the company fighter. line. Yeah. yeah. Told the company line. No, so, you're right. You're right. I did not like them for that, but I like them. Just their voice alone, you know, it just made me feel like, yo, it's Saturday night. It's the fight, you know? So yeah. Word, word, word. Uh, George Foster in the UK called, got our next question. He says, what are your early predictions for the Charlo doubleheader? Mm. Ooh, he trying he trying to know what I'm picking for the for, the, for the pick'em league. T- yeah, he trying t- to get that t- insight. T- I mean, yo, early predictions, bang. Nah, that's cheap. <laughs> um, bruh, I, I I don't know, man. I, I I'm so afraid to bet against Rosario after doing what he did to Williams, but Charlo is battle tested. He's battle-tested. He's been in the fire. He's raised in it. You know what I mean? Like, ugh, I don't I don't want to pick against the brethren, but um, Charlo's pedigree is Charlo's pedigree, so that's my early lean is Charlo, man. Both of okay. them. Okay. Enrique, you want to go before me? Yeah. Uh, I'm only picking Charlo's. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Only Charlo's. Lions in the camp. Yeah, yeah. Only picking Charlos, man. That's what kind of boxing fan I am. I always pick the A side unless unless the A side face another A side uh, and they fighting to see who's the A side. Uh, then I then I'm like, mm, hard to pick. You okay, know what I mean? Okay. Mm. You know, I'll Cash. say this. Oh god. Well, uh, real quick, I've hung around the Charlos. Not like, oh, we're friends or nothing like that, but like I've been around them. I know, I think I got a good beat on them. You know, they're cool dudes, and they're very funny. They're so entertaining. Like, they could have their own show, I think, one day, uh, even now. But I feel like Enrique would get along with them really well. Like, I feel like Enrique could actually kick it with them. Um, I won't elaborate because I don't feel like I should. But, uh, yeah, I think they would get along. But, anyway, right now, I'm leaning towards the Charlos. I will say that the only thing that would probably make my pick change is based off of what happens in the next week um in terms of the pick'em league you know if i get down a point or two 
uh, and it's like crunch time and I need to, you know, get ahead, I might go with Derevichenko. Um, and, and honestly, I might go with Rosario too, depending on how far back I am. I'm willing to pick both those guys in a strategy move, uh, but just plain and simple, who you pick in Charlo's right now. Um, so that's everybody right there. So the next one's coming from it Ryan O'Rourke. What? What'd you say? Really? The next one's coming from Ryan O'Rourke, yeah. I just did George Foster. Wow. Oh, mine's next is Big Casual. Let me refresh. Big Casual's after Ryan O'Rourke on mine. That's funny. How, yeah, that's he's that's not, happened before. You with sure me. he's not commenting on George Foster? Because I don't see him here. That's, how are the rank? No, it's a new question. Why? He says, "How are the rankings submitted? I see no way how the WBC can have uh, Yerdum as Mando. What's the point in the Diamond Belt when Callum held it for two years but no shot, and now Eddie petitioning for Yerdum versus Callum for the belt? Why can title shots not just be for the elite?" Bro, I think you answered your question in, in the question. I mean, these guys don't stick to anything. That's so strange. It is definitely not there for me, like at really? all. Really? That's weird. Yeah, no. Are you on? Are you on the app or are you on the website? I'm on the website. Yeah. See, when I've been on the website before, and do me or you've been reading questions from your phone from the app, that's happened to me where. Like, you'll read somebody, and that person is, like, three below the person that I'm looking at. It's, I, it's like, I out of I always use the desktop, but uh, I'm checking it out on the apps to see how different it is. That's so strange. Oh, you always use the desktop, you said? Always, always. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe it was Doomy. But I, I've I've seen that before. It's happened before. But anyway, uh, back to the question real quick. Let me read it again. He said, how are the rankings submitted? Wow. I see no way how WBC can have Yerdum as Mando. What's the point in the diamond belt when Callum held it for two years but no shot? And now Eddie petitioning for Yerdum versus Callum for the, de- for the belt. Why can title shots not just be for the elite? Dude, I do not see that shit. Even it's here, app. I promise you. Unbelievable. How crazy would how crazy would it be if I was just trolling you and I just made that question up myself? That'd be funny. Um, no, but that is from Ryan O'Rourke. And uh, yeah, listen, I hear you. These guys do not stick to the rules. Thank you, baby. These guys do not stick to the rules. Uh, and, and that's the whole problem, like with making up these belts. You know, at first it was like the diamond belt, and then it was like, you know, intergalactic belts and all this crazy shit. Now we're dealing with franchise. Like, that's what they do. They make these rules, right, that they don't want to follow, and then they try to bend and twist them. But then when it comes to a situation where you have like a big money fight, or, or you have some fight that you want to get done because of the money, but it doesn't fit your narrative or it doesn't fit within the rules that you yourself have governed, then you make a new title, you know? or you, That's how interim titles got started, essentially. And we've come so far from interim titles, and now we are where we are. It's just horse shit. Next, I guess, because I'm I, I, my list don't even have Ryan yet. I've got out, oh. refresh. Next is Big Casual, and he says, If AJ is able to avoid a Wilder fight his whole career, but is able to defeat all the top heavyweights of his era, including Fury, would you put an asterisk next to his career for never fighting Wilder, or would you just give him credit for beating Fury, the man who beat Wilder? 
excuse me, I'm sorry, the man who beat Wilder once because he will get knocked out in the trilogy. <laughs> and all the other top heavyweights not named Wilder. Hashtag stay tuned. Hashtag two time. Man. Um, yeah, nah, if he beat Fury, you know, he don't really got to face Wilder. Wilder got to... And that's only because if Wilder loses again to Fury, like, it's 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 obvious that AJ and Fury would move on, you know what I mean? Wilder got to build himself back into that picture. Um, so yeah, I would give him credit if he if he if he uh, if if Fury fought AJ after Wilder and then AJ beat Fury. Of course, you got to give him credit. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, listen, I'm not putting asterisks by Wilder or AJ's name in terms of legacy, but I will tell you that it would be one of the most disappointing things of this era for them not to fight. And it wouldn't be that it would be an asterisk. It would be that anytime you talked about these two guys' legacies, that would be one of the biggest things you talk about. You know, it's the same thing with Floyd and Pacquiao. They could have never fought each other. And they're both Hall of Famers. They both have amazing legacies. And yet there would have been a gaping hole in terms of telling their history where they were destined to fight and they just didn't. Uh, but they ended up fighting. And I think Wilder and AJ will end up fighting too. Um, so let me see. Let me refresh because Yo, that was I'm, the last one. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so okay, here upset that, that only you can see Ryan. I'm like, why is this not here? Why is that bothering? Did you check the the app? Dog, I checked the app. I'm clicking the notifications. I've refreshed. I'm about to log out. Maybe he, well, I was going to say maybe he deleted it, but he's right here. George Foster, Ryan O'Rourke, Big, Big Casual, and O's next. Uh-uh. Um, I so see let's everybody go everybody to... except Ryan, like I said. Oh, I'm up at Enrique. Uh, what would you do? if Let's say Wilder beats Fury. I'm sorry. AJ beats Fury, mm. right? But never fights Wilder. Do you have an asterisk by AJ's name because he never fought Wilder, but he did beat Fury? Uh, like, would you hold that against him in terms of legacy? Like, nah, uh, no, but it will always be, yeah, there would be an asterisk there. Yes, I would always be like, damn, he never fought Wilder, though. You know, but that's it. That's not important. We shouldn't hold that against him. I mean, he shouldn't go suicidal for it, you know? Or yeah, like um, some like like some fighters be get the, the shit you just said you named the fighter Herring was gonna retire because of all the shit talking he went through. Yeah, and depression Timothy Bradley went because of the depression he uh because of the Filipino fan base. And yeah, definitely, definitely, shit's hard, man. Shit's hard. Um, No's coming in next with the next question. He says, if Spence becomes undisputed at 147 and Charlo becomes undisputed at 154, does that make them instant Hall of Famers? And where do y'all rank Derek James as a trainer? Um, I mean, I don't know if that makes them instant Hall of Famers because I don't know, right? I, like, I think it, I think it does. So automatically undisputed makes you Hall of Fame? Crawford, but think of what he would have had to have accomplished to become undisputed well, at 146. He, he, didn't say Crawford. he didn't say Crawford. He said Earl and Spence. Oh, I'm sorry. And if Spence, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. If Spence becomes undisputed at 147, yeah, because then he beat Crawford. And, and, and I mean, you got to think about who they would have had to beat to become undisputed. For me, Spence, it's no question. Hall of Famer. For me, Charlo, I. It's barely. I, mean, I a remember. We, I, I, rem- I think both of them. Yes. 
I remember we had another debate about Undisputed, and I said that Zab Judah and Corey Spinks would get into the Hall of Fame for being Undisputed, and I was debated that, so I'm just wondering now how that's changed. But I initially agreed with that. Like, if you Undispute, you're probably getting right in. I think that there's a difference between saying first ballot Hall of Famer and Hall of Famer. There's a difference. But I think both of them get in if they become Undisputed. Um, hey, we're on well, uh, Patreon only, right? No, no, the questions are Patreon only. We're live. Listen. Oh, shit. Okay. Listen, but but this says instant Hall of Fame, but whatever. No biggie. The next one is from John Feliciano in Michigan who says, yo, is Billy Joe Saunders and Smith? Well, real quick, he said, where do y'all rank Derek James as a trainer? Oh, I, I told you. I had him at number four. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a great trainer, honestly. And I, he used to train uh, Jerry Balmontes, who is my trainer for Border Wars. I don't know if uh, people know that. Jerry's gotten work with all those guys. Um, and Derek James was his trainer for, I think, like a four-fight streak. And Jerry was, man, he looks so good. What he did with Jerry in that transition, like I know that other people don't know because they didn't follow Jerry's career, obviously. But I know what he was able to do with Jerry. Like, those are the little things right there that mean more to me than anything else. You know, what you're able to do for a fighter um, and kind of turn him around like that. So, I think he's an incredible trainer. Um, John Feliciano is next. He says, yo, is BJ... At, uh, B I'm sorry. Yo, is BJS and Smith too skilled for Jacobs? I believe Jacobs beats down BJS, and I don't like inside fighters and complain about it, Callum Smith. Uh, it was in quotes. He said he beats down BJS and I don't like inside fighters and complain about it. Callum Smith. Um, um I mean, are they too skilled for Jacobs is the question. I, I would like to see those fights, man. I don't know that anyone is too skilled for Jacobs. He had a very tight fight with Golovkin and some people believe his fight was tight with Canelo. I thought he beat Canelo clearly, but. I mean, I think some people believe he thought he had a tight fight with Canelo, so, you know. You thought he beat Canelo clearly or Canelo beat him clearly? Yeah, what well, you said the second time. Okay, yeah, uh, listen, they're not too skilled for Jacobs. Like, people need to, you know, chill on that. And obviously, John Feliciano's not saying this, but, you know, Jacobs should be respected. People, he lost to Golovkin in a close fight that a lot of people thought he won, by the way. Um... And and it was like they wrote him off after that. Like, he's not elite. If you don't remember what that Peter Quillen fight meant at that time and what he was able to do, then you were severely misunderstanding that man's career. That was the fight for PVC in that division. It was, a, it, it was huge. They were in a collision course. People thought that they were the next big things, and he was able to just starch him out. That was a huge win. Um, and no, neither of them are too skilled. Now... Like, that's to say who would win in that fight. That's a different question. But Jacobs is not destroyed by either of those guys. Those are close fights. Well, uh, shout out Sam in the UK. Send him some, sending us some super chat love. Um, we do appreciate it. First and only super chat of the night. And that was the last question of the night. This is a 15. Nah. Yeah, those other ones are not uh, eligible. Fifteen oh, okay. and up, fifteen and up only. Got you, Shout got out you, got to you. Ryan O'Rourke with the super chat who says, "Ness, my question shows up twice on screen, so I deleted it." All right, it showed up twice. All right, you had me going crazy. I'm like, "What is going on here?" 
I still see it here. Insane. I'm telling you, it's it's got to be with your cookies and mine. You know, are, I mine's figure are nice and refreshed. Yeah. I do that too, though. Like shit, like that bothers me when y'all are like reading questions or comments or something, and I'm like, why can't I see? I remember I didn't know that super chats went hidden uh, on early, early on, and so then you'd be like, where are the super chats? And I'm like, oh, there's none. And then people in the chat would be yelling at us, like, bro, we got. And I'm like, where the fuck are they? I don't see them. That shit would drive me crazy. Yeah, well, um, this has been a new installment. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Seems like we got plenty of questions. Maybe next time we'll get more. Uh, Especially if you promote it, right? Yeah, catch us on the next one. Peace. Yes, Yes, sir. At Mormogi on Twitter, at Mormogi on Instagram. Peace. TBV underscore casual fan on Twitter and on YouTube. Peace.